Here's something we don't necessarily deal with on a regular basis and maybe have never even thought about. When Pesach starts on a Motzei Shabbos, so Erev Pesach obviously is Shabbos, so obviously there's no fast of Bechorim. There's no Tanis Bechorim fast of the firstborn on Shabbos. When do you fast, or in our case, make a siyum to avoid fasting, on the Thursday? So the question we're going to examine is, does that mean that the fast should be on Shabbos, but technically we're unable to fast, and therefore it falls on a Thursday? In which case, let's just say that somebody missed the Thursday, they would really have to fast, or at least make a siyum, on Friday. Or do we say that Thursday is now the new date of the fast, and for that reason, if, let's say, somebody missed it, let's say somebody wasn't yet bar mitzvah at that time, they're off the hook. It's a really interesting analysis. When Erev Pesach is on a Shabbos, like this year, then the halacha is that we push the, the fast from Shabbos to the preceding Thursday. And not to the Friday Erev Shabbos. Because as we well know, we do not establish a fast in the first place to be on a Friday because it's disrespectful to Shabbos to come into Shabbos from a position of fasting. So we have to think about this. We've got to look into it. Let's say somebody forgot to fast on the Thursday, which is the day now allocated for the Tainus Bechorim. So, is that person now required to fast on Friday, Erev Shabbos? So, do we say that the idea of not fasting on, on a Friday is only in the first instance? Like, we avoid fasting on a Friday, but if there's no choice and it's bidiyevet, maybe you have to. Also, not fasting on a Friday is generally for the community, and here we're dealing with an individual. So, maybe the halacha is different over here because this is by accident. The day passed, the person did not fast on Thursday. Now it's Friday, maybe they should have to catch it up. And we're talking about an individual, not the community, so maybe the prohibition against fasting on a Friday doesn't exist in the first place. So in order to understand this question, we have to examine the idea of postponing the fast. It's not really postponing. It's pushing the fast to a different date. Why do we do it? There's two ways to understand the nature of the shift of the date of the fast. Aleph, one possibility is, so one way to look at it is that by rights we should fast on Erev Pesach always. It just so happens that it's Shabbos, so therefore to compensate we have to move it to another date. So it's a technical issue that it gets shifted to the Thursday, but the correct date remains Shabbos. So logically, if a person forgot to fast then on the Thursday, the obligation to fast is still there because the correct date was actually Shabbos. We just couldn't fast on Shabbos. So if the obligation to fast remains, then by rights the person should fast now on a Friday. Or, bays, or we could answer that yes, technically the only reason we moved the fast from Shabbos to Thursday is because you don't fast on Shabbos. And while we were moving it, the reason we moved it to Thursday, not Friday, is because 
Ideally, we don't want to establish a fast for a Friday. But we could argue that now that the fast has been established for Thursday, Thursday is the date of the fast this year. So these are the two different perspectives, right? Either the date of the fast is Shabbos, but practically we cannot fast on Shabbos. That's why we fast on Thursday. If that's the case, <clears throat> and Thursday passes and you haven't fasted, you've got to do it on Friday. Or we could say Thursday is the new date of the fast. And if you missed it, you missed it. We find a similar kind of an argument with the halacha of a sukkah. We know that in order for schach to be kosher, it has to have various components. And one of them is that you can't use planks of wood which are wider than a certain amount because then they're no longer schach, they're actually ceiling boards. So the question is, what happens if I took those planks and I turned them upwards? Are they now kosher for schach or not? Two arguments, and they follow similar logic to what we're applying here. So you've got these boards, which are too wide. They're four tfachim wide, so they're too wide to be schach. You turn them onto their side, now they're less than three tfachim wide, so they're definitely kosher to be schach. One opinion says that's great, and the other opinion says no, they were disqualified. It doesn't help that you now turn them. They have been defined as disqualified. So the other opinion, one opinion says it's fine. It doesn't matter what it was, it matters what it is now. Whereas the second opinion says, once it was established as being inappropriate for schach, that's it. It's as good as having a piece of metal on top of your sukkah, and it is a problem. So we can apply the same kind of logic over here. Do we say that you can shift the reality? So the date was meant to be on uh, Shabbos, but circumstantially we've now pushed, pushed it to Thursday. So if Thursday passes, it is still considered the date of Shabbos, like that that plank of schach that is still considered inappropriate. It doesn't matter that you've changed it now. It still actually keeps its inherent essential definition. Or do we say once it's moved, it's moved? And therefore, it's now Thursday. You forgot to fast. Well, that was the day, and you're off the hook. Surely the most obvious way to compare this would be to take a fast and compare it to another fast. And let's compare a fast that gets pushed earlier to a fast that gets pushed earlier, which is Tainus Esther. Usually fasts are pushed later. But Tainus Esther is brought earlier if Purim should coincide with a Sunday. So if Purim is Sunday, you don't fast obviously on Shabbos, and you don't fast on Friday for the same reason we've just said, that we don't look to make a fast day on a Shabbos. So the fast of Esther gets pushed forward to Thursday. So so there are more paskins that if a bris coincides now with this displaced Tainus Esther, then you eat the Sudas Mitzvah of the bris, and you fast on Friday to compensate for the fact that you did not fast on Thursday. Now that would show us very clearly that that would mean there are more holds that the correct time for Tainus Esther is still on Shabbos. It's because of practical issues that we moved it to Thursday. 
Therefore, if you miss Thursday, the obligation to fast is still in play. And so now you have to fast on a Friday. Now let's use the same logic. Let's say the same logic with Tainus Bechoros. Shabbos is Erev Pesach. You cannot fast. You don't move it to Friday because we don't put a fast on Friday. Therefore you move it to Thursday. But actually the correct time to fast remains Shabbos. So if you forgot to fast on Thursday, you would have to fast on Friday by this logic. Except that the logic doesn't match up as neatly as that. But there is, we can now argue the exact opposite and say specifically in the instance of Tainus Bechoros, once the fast is moved from Shabbos to Thursday, Thursday becomes its day. Why? Because in Sprashna Aminag, Shetmura Satainus Berepesach Mishtatvim Abchoros Besim Asechter Sudas Mitzmah, over Mela Nifka Chivatainus. The way we do it today, nobody fasts tainus bechoros today. We make a siyum, somebody completes a masechta, then we eat something, so it's a sudas mitzvah, and that's where we're off the hook and we don't fast. Now, to this year, when Erev Pesach is on Shabbos, and we're not going to fast on Shabbos, we're also not going to make the siyum on Shabbos. We make the siyum on Thursday. Interesting, isn't it? We're not planning to fast anyway. Why does the siyum have to be on Thursday? Now, logically, if I believe that the date of the fast has now been shifted this year, the correct time to fast is Thursday. Well, then it helps if I have a siyum on Thursday, because the day I was meant to fast is cancelled by the, shi- by the siyum. But if really the correct day to fast remains Shabbos, and I'm only fasting on Thursday because practically you don't fast on Shabbos, then how does it help to make a siyum on Thursday to neutralize the obligation to fast on Shabbos? Logically, if I make the siyum on Thursday, but the correct day to fast was still on Shabbos, then on Friday I've got to fast. Or at the very least, on Friday I have to make a siyum. Again, an additional siyum. So, who says that the fast of the firstborns is the same as Tainus Esther? Tainus Esther is simple. It gets moved forward, and we see that that now becomes uh, this... This uh, correlation, so to speak, between Shabbos and Thursday. Thursday is the practical time to fast. If you don't get to fast, we push it off to Friday because really Shabbos is still the time to fast. But with Tainus Bechorim, if the goal was that you have to cancel the fast through having a siyum, then the siyum should be on the day when the fast is meant to be. Or if the siyum was on an earlier day, the fast should still be an obligation. Okay, so the Chayra Yeshli Tchoyz Kamesh Kosov Kamachronim Shepiula Sasim Berev Pesach in Iraq Vazeshu Goyim Heterachila Elegam Shasim Bobim Koim Hatainis. So perhaps we could explain, well, hang on a second. The objective of the Sium is not to have a get out of fasting free card. The objective of the Sium is it takes the place of the fast. So whenever the fast was going to be, had you fasted on Thursday, your obligation would be discharged. Now that you're having a seum on Thursday, that is as good as if you had fasted, so your obligation is discharged. 
After all, the only reason to have a fast in the first place would be to remember the miracle of all of their firstborns dying and our surviving. Well, the Siyum and the accompanying Suras Mitzvah does exactly that. It reminds us that their firstborns died and ours were saved. So you've discharged the obligation to remember the miracle. Valpiz, if we use that logic, and if that's the case, do the Siyum on the Thursday. You have done everything that you are required to do. The Siyum is a replacement for the fast, and the Siyum reminds us of the miracle. Everything that was supposed to be achieved has been achieved. You no longer have to worry about Friday or Shabbos. Maybe that's the way to explain it. But the Rebbe says, actually, it doesn't make any sense to say that. Think about it for a second. If your whole argument is that the reason I don't have to fast on Thursday is because I've already achieved what the Siyum needs to achieve <clears throat> to remind us of Makas Bechoyros and the saving of the Jewish people, why do it on Thursday in the first place? According to this logic, that making the Siyum is the commemoration of the miracle that we were spared when everybody else's firstborns were killed. So then, then logic says the Siyum should have been on Shabbos, or at least an additional Siyum on Shabbos. If logically I am able to make the Siyum at the correct time when I should be remembering the miracle of the sparing of the firstborns, which is Erev Pesach, if I can do it on the correct day by making a Siyum, why on earth would I do a Siyum two days earlier? So something doesn't seem to add up, and we're back to our original question. What is it? Is the correct day to fast actually on Shabbos? And it's only practically that we fast on Thursday. Or is Thursday now for this year the correct day to fast? And therefore, if you miss it, you miss it. And if you make your seum then, you've made your seum, which seems to be more logical because ultimately, if it's as we've argued, that really the fast is supposed to be Shabbos. But practically, you fast on Thursday. But you can discharge the fast by having a seum. Well, then the seum could have just been on Shabbos in the first place instead of going in this whole roundabout fashion. The very fact that we see that we are, our custom in practice is to make a seum on the Thursday and not just to say, you know, we'll make a seum on Shabbos, it's the correct time anyway, and that's it, we've dealt with the entire issue of Tainus Bechorus. So Yeshli Yashav could explain as follows. So we have to conclude that Thursday is a day you are meant to fast. And if Thursday is a day that you are meant to fast, then it's not going to help to have a seum two days later on Shabbos and use that to say, oh, so today I don't have to fast because there's a pending seum. However, we still have a niggling question that if you think about it, if nothing else, at least to do the mitzvah in the best way possible, you would have expected a seum on the day of the fast. 
plus a siyum on Erev Pesach, which is Shabbos, because after all, that's the correct time to commemorate the, 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 the uh, miracle. The fact that, and we know this absolutely, that there is no custom to make a siyum on Shabbos, Erev Pesach, that proves canal. It is decisive proof that once the fast day had moved to Thursday, Thursday is the day of the fast. There is no value to Erev Pesach and the mitzvah to remember Tainus Makas Bechoyres. It's done. So we can conclude safely that once we displace the fast to the preceding Thursday, that now becomes the date of the fast. That's why that's the day we make the siyum. That's why there is no siyum on Shabbos, even lemahadrin. And therefore, if a person didn't hear a siyum and didn't fast on Thursday, and now they realize on Friday, we don't expect them to catch it up with a fast or a siyum on the Friday. Ah, now what about the Ramah's argument that when it comes to Tainis Esther, if you were unable to fast on the Thursday for good reason, because you had a bris milah, it gets deferred to the the Friday, so hey, how come that fast, we do believe that the responsibility to fast remains, and this fast, we're insisting that once it's shifted, it is shifted. The reason for that is because Tainus Esther is rabbinic, and Tainus Bechorus is rabbinic, and when the Rabbonon made Gezeros, they don't have to be identical, and very often there are elements that are separate and different between the two. More specifically, there's a really good logical reason to distinguish between the fast of Esther and the fast of the firstborn. Because Tainis Esther, the fact that Tainis Esther was originally meant to be on the 13th of Adar is because that is the day that the Yidden got together to fight off their enemies. The fact that if that date happens to be Shabbos and now we have to move the fast day to another day, so that's a chiddush. Okay, it was meant to be on this day and now circumstantially we have to move it earlier. If you think about it, in the first place is not on the date when the event happened. When did the Bechorim die? On Pesach. When do we fast? A day earlier. That means that the way that the fast was designed in the first place was never to be on the original date. So the only reason we fast on Erev Pesach is because you cannot fast on Pesach. But the date on the calendar that deserves this fast is the first day of Pesach. So that tells you that Tainus Esther and Tainus Bechiris are fundamentally different. Tainus Esther is meant to be on a certain date, and therefore if it's pushed forward, and you don't get to fast on the day where it was pushed forward, the obligation to fast remains. But Tainus Bechiris was never designed to be on its original date. So therefore, once it gets shifted, what's the difference if it gets shifted one day earlier or three days earlier? That now becomes the way we do this fast. So Thursday becomes the day of this fast. Now this is going to have a practical application. Let's say that you have a child whose bar mitzvah is in this period. And it's going to make a big difference if the bar mitzvah is before or after the fast day, right? 
It's going to have a practical application in Aloha. Let's say that you have a, a boy who turns 13 on Erev Pesach, and this particular year, Erev Pesach is Shabbos. Now, a father is the one who is responsible to fast on behalf of his child when his child is not yet bar mitzvah, or in today's world, to go hear the siyum on behalf of his child when his child is not yet bar mitzvah. So now the father of the boy whose bar mitzvah will be on Shabbos, Erev Pesach, does that father have to fast on the Thursday? So, if we agree that Thursday is this year's correct date for the fast, and everything about Erev Pesach was all moved to Thursday, so then on Thursday, the day of the fast, the child is still under age. The father is responsible to either fast to hear a siyam. But if the correct day to fast is on the 14th of Nisan, it just so happens that you cannot do it because it's a Shabbos. And therefore, we push it forward to Thursday. But if that's the case, then... Uh, now, if we're going to say that actually the date of the fast is meant to be Shabbos, then it's a waste of time for the father to fast on his son's behalf because he's fasting before the real date really applies. Meaning, even after Thursday, the responsibility lies in any person who hasn't yet fasted too fast. So his son will have the obligation when he turns by mitzvah on Shabbos, but now you can't fast. So what was the point of the father fasting? So that actually gives us another reason to believe that once we say the date has moved to the Thursday, the 12th of Nisan, that means that the entire concept of Tainus Bechiris has moved because if we don't say that, we have a very illogical situation. Because if we're going to believe that it's just a practicality that you, dav- that you fast on Thursday, but by rights you should fast on Shabbos, then this boy who turns by mitzvah on the Shabbos is going to be in an absolute halachic limbo. His father cannot fast on behalf of him this year because the father is fasting at a time where technically the fast is still going to be the child's obligation when he turns by mitzvah on Shabbos. Now, if you're going to tell the child to fast on Thursday, that's another whole question which has a massive halachic debate behind it. Is there value in a child trying to discharge a responsibility as a minor that he'll only be obligated to do once he is over age? So, by rights, he is responsible to fast once at Shabbos when he has his bar mitzvah, but you don't fast on Shabbos because you can't because it's Shabbos. So could he have discharged his responsibility by fasting on Thursday when he wasn't yet an adult? It, it doesn't make any sense. So we'd have the strange kind of a limbo if we would believe that the correct time to fast remains on Shabbos and we only fast on Thursday for technical reasons. But the Rebbe takes it a 
step deeper. This is a fascinating argument that the Rebbe is going to give that there is the idea of Chinuch in its most generic sense, the educational process that a young child goes through, but there is something, one step more than just plain Chinuch, and that is the preparation to do a mitzvah properly. So it's impractical. Everybody will acknowledge, and the Rebbe is going to tell us, it's impractical to expect that a child on the day that he turns by mitzvah suddenly knows how to do all the mitzvahs. So you have to start before, and you have to you have to prime in beforehand. So it's actually possible, logically, to argue that the fast day by rights belongs on Shabbos, and we only fast on a Thursday for practical reasons. And yet, should a twelve and three hundred and sixty-three days old boy decide that he's going to fast on Thursday, he would actually have fulfilled his obligation. How? So in order to understand it, we just need to introduce a principle. Canal Keshechol Purim Biyamalef, and we already discussed that if Purim is on a Sunday, Nitchis Tainisester the Yom Hey, the Tainisester instead of being as it should be on the, on the Shabbos, because you can't fast on the Shabbos, and we don't fast on a Friday, so it becomes on Thursday. V'Sham Zergeret Tashlumin Bilvat. In that case, as we've already established, we said the correct date for the fast should have been on the thirteenth of Adar, but it cannot be done practically. So Thursday is now only because we couldn't do it on Shabbos. So therefore, if I don't fast on Thursday, I fast on Friday because still, I can't do it on Shabbos and I should be catching it up. So let's plug in our question about the child into Tainus Esther. Same question that we asked. What happens if a child has his Bar Mitzvah on Erev Purim? which that particular year is Shabbos. And now he has a question of, what do I do? How do I uh, fast on Tanya Sester? Do I fast, don't I fast? Because as we've already said, there's a huge halachic debate. If you've got an individual who is not yet of age, can he discharge his responsibility by fasting on the Thursday, which is not really the correct day to fast, and now not have to fast on Shabbos, which he can't do practically, but just conceptually, has he discharged his responsibility because he'll become a bar mitzvah on the day that is actually the day of the fast? By rights, the same principle we're talking here about fasts, but the truth is it would apply to any issue where a mitzvah is brought forward because the correct date is not available. So if we're going to argue that in all of those cases it's not the correct date, we're just filling in for something we couldn't do on the correct date, so so the question will be a consistent question throughout. If a child becomes a mitzvah on the correct date, where practically you can't do the mitzvah, so therefore the whole community is doing the mitzvah in advance, can that child also do the mitzvah in advance? So let's look at a practical case that also happens in this year, where Shushan Purim coincides with Shabbos. So, what do we say? So, in places like Yerushalayim, they have to read the Megillah the first time on the 14th of Adar, which is our Purim, which normally they don't read the Megillah. So, we'd have the same kind of question, right? What happens if you have a child who turns by mitzvah on the Shabbos, 
And now the question is, on the Friday, when everybody else is laying the Megillah, only because it's not possible to do on a Shabbos, so therefore we have to catch it up early, does the child fulfill his obligation by either hearing or laying the Megillah on that day? Because by rights, he's only obligated the next day when he turns by mitzvah. So Yashloimer Bazeh, we're going to explain it as follows. Alderich Mashbichal Behechech Loimer, Shekotten Valderich Zeyuserim is a hoimedly his gayer, Machuyev Lium with the Silchus and Mitzvahs. So the truth is, whatever we apply over here to a child under Bar Mitzvah is exactly the same thing we'll apply to somebody who goes through a process of gear of conversion. It's obvious that the person has to learn all of the details of all of the mitzvahs and practice them before actually becoming obligated. So like Tfilin, Krishma, Obviously, all the things that a person will be obligated to, know, to do once they come of age or once they are Megayer, Obviously, they have to learn all of these things before. It goes without saying. Because if you're going to wait until the child is actually an adult, actually has the bar mitzvah, or the person is actually converted and only now starts processing all these mitzvahs, they're not going to know what to do. So we're going to discover that the truth is there's something beyond chinuch. Chinuch is the, the educational process of a child throughout their childhood. But as the person approaches their bar mitzvah, they now have an obligation to practice doing the mitzvahs in the same way as you have an obligation, for example, to buy matzah so that you can eat matzah or bind your lulav so that you can do the mitzvah of a lulav. Or you have to prepare a pair of tefillin so that you can actually wear a pair of tefillin. Machshirei mitzvah, all the things that are necessary in order to have a, to do the mitzvah. Have the, the knife ready in the place of the bris. So in the same way, the child has to learn how to do mitzvahs so that when they become an adult, they know exactly how to do it. Or the ger has to practice doing mitzvahs so that when they become a ger, they know how to do it. So using the same logic, we'll say, this child who's going to have his bar mitzvah on Shabbos, Shushan, Purim, has an obligation, like any other adult, to read the Megillah on regular Purim the day before. Because it's crazy to suggest that this child is obligated to hear the Megillah every single year up until this year as part of his education. And obviously he's obligated to hear the Megillah every year going forward because he'll be an adult. And then what, you're going to make a ludicrous suggestion that in the interim, this particular year where he's in this limbo halachic state, he is going to not be required to hear the Megillah? And it'd be really strange to say, well, it's only an element of chinuch that he has to do this particular year, because in regular years he's going to read the Megillah because he lives in Yerushalayim, so he's going to read Megillah on the 15th. And so now we're training him this year for the unusual occurrence of future years, I mean, uh, this year, for example, it's 13 years since it was lost this way. So now we're telling him for something that's going to happen only in a few years' time. doesn't make sense. So what makes the most sense to us is to say that in addition to the, gener- the, the generic re- obligation for a person to be educated, there's a specific obligation to train in doing a mitzvah when you get close to the time when you're going to be ob- obligated to do that mitzvah. 
מסתבר לא אמר שזה אחיו כדי לצס בידי אחיו שיכול עליו כגודל ביום תזבוד. So in other words, here we've got this child who, it's an incredible concept. He's reading the Megillah on Friday, shush, uh, regular Purim. Why? To prepare himself so that the next day when he is Bar Mitzvah, he will be able to fulfill the Mitzvah of Megillah. Because remember, there's going to be a second time they're going to read Megillah, which is actually only going to be on Sunday. But he's going to become obligated to read the Megillah on Shabbos. This is the preparation of his entering manhood. It's not part of his chinuch and it's not part of his full obligation. It's a unique obligation to prepare yourself to be able to do a mitzvah. Which is going to tell us that this individual on this particular Erev Shabbos, he is going to lay in the Megillah not as an ordinary child being educated, not as a full-fledged adult, but as a person who is preparing himself to be an adult, because there's a requirement to prepare yourself to be a Jewish adult. And we'll apply the same logic to our case. Even if we are going to say at the end that actually Shabbos remains the correct time for the firstborns to fast, even if we can defend that position, which would then mean that Thursday is only to fill in for Shabbos because it's not practical to fast on Thursday uh, on Shabbos. Still, we could still argue that that child would be obligated to fast on the Thursday or today to hear a siyum. As what? Not as education and not as an adult obligation, but as this unique obligation of a person who is about to cross the threshold of being responsible to fulfill all the mitzvahs and now is responsible to train. There's an incredible insight, and of course we can apply this to other areas as well, just to appreciate that as a person reaches the state of being obligated in mitzvahs, they become responsible to train in doing those mitzvahs.